Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are here with Season 4, Episode 21, He Shoots, They Snore. Woo! We know what crowds sound like. Yeah, that's definitely a realistic crowd noise. Yep. Uh, so this week, um, we had kind of mixed feelings about the episode. Yes. There was one plot line we did not like at all. Yep. Um, but the other plot line, and luckily the main plot line, is one that we really did enjoy, I think. Yeah, it was pretty cute. We, we liked it a lot. Yeah. All right, let's jump right into it. Jumping in. Jump shot. All right. Um, when Jack has to work, he asks Will to escort his son Elliot to join other fathers in a weekend basketball tournament in Connecticut. But Jack later goes ballistic when he learns from Will that he missed the teen's first kiss with a female student. Aww. I love how they specify that it's a female student. They On this show? <laughs> on this show? I just mean they could have said girl. Like, female student. Like. Well, but also, like, it's the early 2000s. Like, it could have been, like, an age-inappropriate kiss with, like, a teenage woman. That's so true. Like, like let's be real. Yeah, so this a plot was really cute because um, we get to see Will and Elliot have some like nice bonding time, and it's cute. Mm-hmm. And we yeah, like as it. a viewer of television, I'm always a sucker for like the putting two characters who don't go together plot. Yeah, and I think that this one works a lot better than the one we saw a few weeks back when it was Elliot and Karen. Oh, strong disagree. I like Elliot and Karen a lot. I liked Elliot and Karen, but like I didn't like the having to watch them get over the disagreements thing. I thought That's that was true. kind of funny. Once they were friends, I was cool with it. And them. I certainly didn't like this any less because, um, you know, Elliot spends a little bit less time with Will. Will's mostly there as a chaperone. Yeah. Um, but he kind of is just like the surrogate father figure. Yeah. Um, we see Elliot go to Will for advice about... Mm-hmm. Um, about having kissed this girl. And there's also some nice stuff where Elliot is like, have you ever been to like a basketball camp before? And Will's mm-hmm. like, well, you see, when I was your age, I like to bake cakes. And he gives this whole like contrived backstory. And he's like, so my dad sent me to a sports camp. And, <laughs> and it was it was kind of funny. But like, it's like not like a bitter thing. Like they are just kind of having a good time, I think. Right. And yeah, I think it, it works pretty well that Elliot would go to Will all excited and kind of like a little petrified because he kissed a female student. A female student. A female student. Who could be his girlfriend now. Yeah, her name is Nancy. We'll see what happens. She might be the girl who was in the other episode with the dance. Yeah, it was kind of unclear. Yeah, I wasn't totally sure, but potentially this is the return of Nancy. Yeah. Which is cute. I thought it was kind of cute, too, because uh, we don't get to see Will in, like, a dad role very much. No, we really don't. Um, He, here, I mean, like, he doesn't do a lot, but, I mean, it's it's kind of... I feel like he was kind of a dad in a way that the other straight kids' dads were. Where, like, they were involved with them in this specific way. You know, they weren't super involved. That's not necessarily a great thing. But, like, it's a realistic level of dadness Mm -hmm. for the time period. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's kind of cool to see Will sort of, like, practice that. Because Mm -hmm. you see that he's really enjoying it. Like, he definitely has some feelings about, like, wanting to be a dad. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty clear that that's what's happening. Well, and the other thing that's great is that like, this is a situation where we see Jack in normally, is that Jack, like, wants to, like, help this kid grow and, mm-hmm. like, take care of him. Um, and so when Jack sees that Will is doing that and that Will is giving advice, um, he gets very jealous. Yeah, he's very, very upset. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, I guess it makes a lot of sense from, like, Jack's perspective mm-hmm. because, like, he didn't meet Elliot until Elliot was, like, 12. So he's already missed out on a good chunk of Elliot's life and right. now he's trying to be involved. But, like, there are moments, like this mm-hmm. moment with the first kiss, that he doesn't 
get to see and instead Will kind of gets like the glory of giving that right. advice and yeah like at least when it's something that happens with Elliot's mom one would assume it's like okay well like that's his mom like right whatever. yeah but it's like Jack was the one who asked him to like fill in basically mm-hmm. and then he missed it yeah and so like I kind of be sad yeah I kind of felt for Jack there mm-hmm. like I understood um but then in true Will and Grace fashion they kind of twist that a little they mm-hmm. don't just let us like be like oh yeah Jack is totally allowed to be upset about that mm-hmm. instead they make it so that when Elliot has like a failure mm-hmm. Jack doesn't really want to participate in that kind of big moment yeah I thought that was very clever because uh, mm-hmm. Elliot like misses a layup and loses the game for the other team or you know the other team also wins and loses you know what I mean like someone he gets loses. blamed for losing the game yes um, and Jack is just not willing to engage with that at first. Yeah, he's just like, you deal with this, bye. Yeah. And, and so, like, we have this moment where you kind of see Will sort of, like, dad Jack a little bit, mm-hmm. where he's like, no, like, if you want to be there for the big moments, that also means, like, the shitty moments. And, mm-hmm. like, who knows more about failure than you, Jack? Like, <laughs> come on, buddy. I still can't believe that Will gave Jack a pep talk where he's like, you're the best failer ever, buddy. And Jack was like, you're right, I am. <laughs> But, yeah, and then we kind of see Jack and Elliot, they do kind of go off and mm-hmm. have, like, a little conversation where Jack makes him feel better because yeah. he's like, you know, this happens. Like, everybody screws mm-hmm. up. And then he kind of lists off some ways that he's really screwed up, and it's it's pretty bad. And he, like, <laughs> talks about, like, throwing up twice during a performance of his show and then how the next night he got back out there and he only threw up a little bit in his mouth. Yeah. And Elliot's like, cool, and it's so <laughs> boy and gross, and it's beautiful. I think this episode is, like, the best example of us seeing Elliot kind of become a fully characterized character. Yeah, like, he's really, he's not just, like, a kid they threw into the show now. Mm-hmm. Like, he has, like, a very real personality that And he has seeing. very specific interests. I mean, like, yeah. basketball is a pretty generic interest, but still, but... Uh, like, I feel like in his really early appearances, Elliot was just, like, generic straight boy. Yeah, and so, like, now they're kind of, they're giving him, like, more nuance. Like, mm-hmm. he likes basketball, and he's good at it, but mm-hmm. he, like, lost the game, and that's, right. like, a big deal. Yep. And he's, you know, still, like, getting to know girls, getting yeah. to like girls. He doesn't really know what to do about girls. Like, yeah. Like, there's a whole conversation with Will where he's like, is she my girlfriend now? Like, yeah. does that mean I have to take her out and pay for dinner? And <laughs> it's very cute because, like, I... I remember being like 13 mm-hmm. and like going and asking those sorts of questions when you like someone being yeah. like what does this mean mm-hmm. parent help what me what do i do help yeah because it's scary and mm-hmm. confusing and you're like i die we connected mouths mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i don't know what that means anymore we just put our mouths on each other and it was like a dog eating spaghetti i will say that while it was funny for will to point out that basically in that sense that he is jack's boyfriend um <laughs> I also thought he missed a golden opportunity to let Elliot know that that will never change. Yes. The feeling of like, oh no, I did this relationship thing. Now what do? Well, and I mean, like, I feel like for Will's maiden voyage as a father, I think we are, we'll give him that. that okay. It, it's That's allowed fair. that he didn't give him the full picture. He is only 13, you know. That's true. There's <laughs> no point in giving him full existential ennui now. You may as well at least wait. Until he goes to college. At least until he's had sex for the first time. Mm. Then you can kind of lay that thick on him being like, yup, and you know what? That ambiguity, it never goes away. Mm-hmm. He'll be walking down the aisle to marry someone and be like, do they like me? Or, uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one thing I didn't love about this plot line is, um, and, I, and maybe didn't love is, it's too simple of an explanation. Yes. Um, but while Will's there being a surrogate dad, he kind of gets clocked by the other surrogate dads. As, um, like, the token gay. Right. And they're chill with it. Sort which of. is a good step. Uh-huh. They're, they're, 
saying they're chill with it is maybe not the most accurate. Like, Will actually says it best later when he tells Jack that he thinks that he's their gay mascot. Yes, but that's, like, totally what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, they're like, we have a gay Uh in the group, and we're gonna... We're gonna be supportive of him in the way that we think he wants. And it's weird. Yeah. Uh, And I, I get it, like... Basically, the plot that happens to Will here is, like, the entire idea of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Yes. Which is that, like, straight men have no idea how to interact with the world around them, and they're asking the wiser gay for help. Yeah, so, like, but then, like, the types of conversations they engage in Mm -hmm. really kind of are totally off base, and I feel like the show didn't, like, super give a great response to that, if that makes sense. Like, the show was not saying, like, you know... Oh, these straight guys are lovable but, morons. But like, wrong. Like, right. it just kind of stuck to lovable. Um, like, the questions they ask are, like, you know... Offensive. Offensive <laughs> or just stupid or like, almost insulting. Really informed by, like, incredibly toxic masculinity mm-hmm. and it's just ruining the party again. Yeah. Like, the main thing that comes to mind is, like, when the big group of dads get together, they're like, hey, so, like, you must be doing it all the time because there's nobody to say no. And it's like, head desk. Like, okay, first of all, that, there's a lot of reasons why your wife might be saying no and you need to respect her. But also, if she's saying no that often, you're probably bad at sex. Also, like, first of all, men both have refractory periods. So the thing you're thinking of is lesbians. Lesbians are the ones who are going at it all the time. And this has been a PSA. (laughs) But yeah, it's just like they ask that kind of question where they're like, they're just so completely off base. And we'll like, like, tries to correct them by being like, I probably don't have any more sex than you guys have. And they're like, disappointed. (laughs) Right. Like they have like this beautiful image of like him as like this, I don't know, like 80s sex god. Like Ubermensch. Right. Who's like, like, ooh, he's openly gay. (gasps) He must be like having all this sex and very confident, good designing things. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it definitely, it plays a lot with like positive stereotypes and like doesn't really address. Which are certainly... Better than negative stereotypes. Yeah, but it doesn't really address it. Like, stereotypes are stereotypes, and they're always kind of fucked up. Right. If you're relying on them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they had a lot of opportunities to, like, kind of push back against that. Yes. Well, and Will gets very frustrated with them for pushing him so hard. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, the show doesn't, like, leave it at him being kind of like, oh, these guys are so dumb. Like, it, it he really, like... Kind of, like, tells them off a little bit. Yeah. And then comically does actually not want to do what they want to do because gays are not the same as straight men. Right, yeah. So, like, they come up and they're like, hey, we had a question for you. And he's like, guys, I, like, can't be your gay guru. La, mm-hmm. la, la. And they're like, oh, we just want to know if you want to get some pizza with the other dads. And then he's like, oh, I can't because I'm off carbs right now. <laughs> and then, like, proceeds to just, like, because he just gave this whole speech about how, like, I'm just like you. I just have sex with men. And then proceeds to out-gay himself. Mm-hmm. Like, he becomes too gay to function. He's yeah. off carbs and he wants to go to this little bistro down on the street and something else about like his shoes or whatever and yeah 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 it's a lot it is a lot but whatever but yeah it's it's, it's so... true to the character yes um and i feel like it might be true to 2002 mm-hmm. yeah i was disappointed that none of the guys came out of the closet i feel like if that episode were part of the revival they would yeah oh for sure at least two or three of them it would have like been one very... of the dads would start hitting on will yeah it would have been very what's your favorite show the wire the wire the wire this is us oh hello <laughs> <laughs> Uh, speaking of the revival, um, talking about this off mic, Tess and I were really kind of 
coming back around to this episode, which is so centered on Will wanting to be a dad. Yeah. And just how completely that has been excised from the revival. Yeah, it really feels like the revival has kind of, by taking out of the equation Will and Grace having children, Mm -hmm. as they did in the initial finale of the series, like, it really seems to have, like, just sucked something very important out of their personalities without giving us any explanation as to why. Or replacing it with a different feeling. Yeah. Like, it, it doesn't actually feel like Will or Grace are playing characters who don't want kids. No. But they're also not playing characters who are realistically grappling with the fact that they probably aren't going to have kids. Right. Like, the closest we've really gotten to that has been Grace at the baby shower at the most recent, one of the most recent episodes. And it seemed like Will was going in that direction, and then all he wanted was to call Michael. Yeah. Because, like, we see Grace really be like, you know what? I'm happy with my life. I've made a good career for myself, and Mm -hmm. so what if I didn't have kids? Like, I like where I am. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's very empowering. Mm -hmm. I actually thought that was really cool in that episode. Yes. But, like, at the same time, we don't see that with Will. We don't see him be like, I'm happy with where I'm at. Instead, Mm -hmm. we see him call Michael. Right. And then Michael turns out to be, like, a caricature and nothing like the initial Michael, and that's, like, an entire other conversation. Right. But... I just... I I wish that the revival would engage with that. Mm -hmm. You know? um, I know early on they kind of pushed back against it because it was probably the main thing they had to cut out of the characters to make it work. I totally get that they don't want to have them be, like... Parents. Parents with grown-up kids. Like, that's a whole different show. Right. Like, that That show's already on TV, basically. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, as someone who hasn't made it all the way through the show yet, I kind of would have loved to see Will and Grace try to negotiate, like, their kids dating or, like, their kids being married now. And, like, like have mm-hmm. a generational thing. Like, yeah. that show isn't not appealing to me. It's yes. just not Will and Grace. It's not. And if you want to make Will and Grace again, you have to get rid of those kids. Exactly. So, like, it makes sense, like, from, like, a... Like, a logical standpoint. Mm-hmm. To, like, make the show what it always was, you have to yeah. erase some of the things that happened. But I wish that the show, or maybe not wish, I hope that in the future the show chooses to engage in some of that again. Yeah, like, we were talking a bit off mic about how it would be really great to, like, have, like, like a flashback episode or mm-hmm. something. Where we would kind of get more insights into why Will and Grace decided not to have kids. Right. Because if it's a decision versus just something that kind of happened to them. Yeah. Like... These characters don't feel like characters who, if having kids was really something they wanted, wouldn't just have kids. Right. Like, I feel like they are both upper middle class, Mm wealthy-ish people. Like, they're white. Like, they could just go get a baby. Right. they could adopt any baby. They could probably just take a baby out of a stroller on the street. And it wouldn't be that big a deal. they have a 50-50 shot of not getting arrested. Yeah. So, like, it it does seem weird that the way that we're seeing the characters set up right now in season four, Mm -hmm. they both do think that having children is important. And the fact that we don't really have an explanation as to why they didn't is kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. So that's something that we would love to see in the future and hopefully will. Yeah. You know, now that's renewed for another, like, what, ten seasons? Oh my gosh. They're already (laughs) renewed through 2020, which means the (laughs) show will have been on in the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, and the 2020s. That's crazy. That's bonkers. Wow. Bonkers. But weirdly, mostly Republicans. Hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a lesson there. 9-11. The lesson isn't 9-11, Tess. You don't know that. <laughs> um, let's take a few minutes to talk about the Grace and Karen plot. Um, Do we have to? <laughs> well, this is the snoring part of the episode for oh, us man. and the characters. It was a real snore. So just to give a brief summary of the plot... Uh, Grace has taken on a class setting at the new school, which uh-huh. is like a famous school in the New York area. Mm-hmm. And she's going to be teaching interior design, and she sucks at it. Let's oh, just let's just keep Lord. it nice and short. She sucks at it. 
She starts with like this like basically history of Western civilization Which thing. Which is completely unnecessary and boring as shit. Then she bribes the kids to come back by promising to take them to a celebrity's house. But she, she doesn't know a celebrity. Doesn't know a celebrity, so she makes Karen tell her a celebrity. And then it turns out Karen doesn't know the celebrity. And, and honestly, then I don't even remember how the episode ends. Do the kids just leave? I think... No. Grace bribes him to stay if she buys him beer and Karen takes her clothes off. Right, of course. And it's just... Classic. In general, like, stupid. And then, presumably, off-camera, Grace is removed from the new school and banned from ever setting foot on the premises again. Because seriously, what the fuck? Okay, so, like, so, being an academic myself, I, I, um, I was, like, horrified by this episode because I'm like, oh, my God, is that what I sound like when I, like, <laughs> lead a class? Like, Jesus Christ. That was the funny thing about talking about this episode is, like, for me, that didn't even register because I'm like, well, whatever, academia is also kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, like, for Tess, like, you might be in a situation <laughs> where you are working with a class that, like, just is not them. getting it. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, instead of, like, but, like, I feel like the mistake that Grace makes is instead of just, like, looking at the material she's teaching and, like, editing it down to, like, mm-hmm. the much more interesting parts, right. she decides to try to bribe the, the students. And, in general, I have never seen that work. I've been in school for a long fucking time, guys. I've never seen a bribery of students be successful. Right. Because either the students don't want the thing you're bribing them with. Yes. Or they look down on you for bribing them at all. Yeah, like, you lose their respect once you right. bribe them. Like, right. they probably thought you were boring but still kind of respected you. Mm-hmm. Um, also, ugh, just her introducing herself as Professor Ms. Grace Adler, <laughs> like, I just wanted to kill myself. Like, I'm just like, first of all, no, you're not Ms. a- Tess Benzer. You are not a professor in any <laughs> realm of reality. Second, the Ms., like, you don't need both. You can have one title or another. You cannot have two. <laughs> You are not Dr. Professor, like... If you're the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, you would have more than one. Okay, I think if you're a Reverend and a doctor, that's the exception. Right. But that's it. Oh, no, I meant if you're Martin Luther King, that's oh, the yeah, exception. Oh, yeah, 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 like... Most normal Reverend doctors have got to pick one. They have to pick one. Yeah. I'm fine with that. You yeah. know, that's cool. Unless you're Dr. Martin Luther King, you can't have Also, both. isn't his doctorate in divinity? Pretty sure, yes. So shouldn't it be Dr. Reverend... Asking the tough questions about Martin Luther King Jr. You know, I don't know enough about Martin Luther King Jr. to answer this question, and I would like to back away very slowly. It just, it feels like if your doctorate is in divinity, it should be in front of you being a reverend. I'm a doctor of reverending. (laughs) I don't know. You're not a reverend doctor. You're a doctor reverend. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's a reverend doctor reverend. Ah, reverend doctor reverend. (laughs) But the yeah. new show on Adult Swim. <laughs> that would be a show on Adult Swim. But yeah, so we have Professor Ms. Grace Adler, right. and it's horrible, and she's so bad. And then we see her, like, basically try to, like, scare Karen into taking her to see a celebrity's home. That is kind of funny, because I liked that we got to see Grace finally, like, use Karen or, like, something. explicitly do it versus... Right. Like, the implicit suggestion has always kind of been that, like... Karen is kept around because she's socially useful to Grace. Yes. And we've seen that, like, happen as a, like, side effect. Like, oh, yeah, like, Grace just brings in, mm-hmm. or a client of Karen's, you know, or whatever. Grace decorates the White House. Right, exactly. Um, but I think this is the first time we've ever seen, like, Karen, like, actually play the card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's amazing. Like, 
She's so into it. She doesn't back down when, like, Karen, like, tries to push her out of the way. No, she, like, body blocks her. Yeah. And it's very funny. However, it does not make Grace look good. And Matthew and I disagree on I that. Disagree on he this. thinks that's great. I personally think that Grace is teetering on unlikable. And if one half of your sitcom is that unlikable, you have a problem. Why is it not okay for a female character to be unlikable? Oh, no, no. I'm fine with a female character being unlikable. I just don't want Grace to be unlikable because I don't <laughs> think Will is likable enough to carry that load. I feel like one of them has to be likable. Extremely debatable. I just mean, like, Will's already borderline unlikable, too. Like, we can't have them both be unlikable. Right, but Will was very likable in this episode. True. But not always. In fact, not most of the time. Anyways, not important. What is important is, so, Grace shows her true colors and is like, Karen, you are useful, and I'm I'm <laughs> calling in. I'm calling in my favor. And so Karen's like, yeah, 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 I'll take the kids to see Katie Couric's house. Why did we assume she knew Katie Couric? That's ridiculous. Because she knows everyone, so, like, it kind of made sense. But Karen doesn't know Katie Couric, and she doesn't know anybody famous, and it's just... Karen is just the worst. Karen's the worst. This class is a disaster. (laughs) I hope that the kids get their money back. Like, that's... I just hope they get their money back. (laughs) Amen. Let's save some lives. As the Reverend Dr. Reverend Dr. Martin (laughs) Luther King would say... (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Well, we're pretty close to wrapping up the season, everybody. Yeah, we're getting to the end there. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of episodes in the season, admittedly. Um, we're only just now getting into disc four. Mm-hmm. Uh, or would be if we didn't have Hulu. Don't Yay, Hulu. Hulu is not a sponsor of Not A Couple Podcast. <laughs> well, we've got, what, one, two, three, four, five episodes left, and one of them's a uh, double parter. Yeah. So A double parter. A double parter. Yeah, that's what we're calling them now. <laughs> The double parter episode. To be continued. I just, I mean, it's, it feels like we're close to the end, but I guess saying it out loud, we really have uh, a month like, left to go. Yeah, we got like a month left of the season. So that's kind of nuts. Yeah. Well, thanks for sticking with us for yeah. this whole season, guys. Um, When we get back next week, we'll have even more Will and Grace for you. Yeah. Awesome. Well, before we go, let me tell you about places you can find us on the internet. Our main place that we can be found is our Twitter page. We are at Not A Couple Show. Um, that's where we'll announce new episodes and... Um, anything fun related to Will and Grace. And we also try to live tweet all of the Revival episodes so that you can get our, our thoughts and feelings while not having to listen to our dulcet tones. <laughs> um, you can also find us on Facebook, Tumblr. We're, we're all over the internet. If you search on a couple, hopefully you'll find us. Um, but also, we have an email address. So if you want to send us a personal email, you can send it to notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much for listening this week, and we'll see you next week. Yep. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Hi, Liza. Are you ready for the spring to come? This week's episode of Not A Couple was sponsored by the upcoming Adult Swim comedy show, Reverend Dr. Reverend. Amen. It's a beautiful day to save lives. Hallelujah. Clear. Do you think you're what they say you are?
This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Liza. Are you ready for the spring to come? <laughs> this week's episode of Not a Couple was sponsored by the upcoming Adult Swim comedy show, Reverend Dr. Reverend. Amen. It's a beautiful day to save lives. Hallelujah. Scalpel. Jesus. Clear. Do you think you're what they say you are? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that feels like enough. <laughs>